This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. My name's Greg Abbott and you're listening to the Blue Army podcast. Enjoy. Alright Marins, just before we get things kicked off with the podcast, I just want you to do me a favour. Picture this scene. It's Sunday morning. It was a good night. But I bet you're feeling it now. And there's no point in just sitting on the couch all day, wallowing and suffering with dry mouth. You want to get yourself up and you want to get yourself down to Bank Street in Carlisle. And when you're there, you want to follow your nose and you will find... John Watsonson's Cafe and their amazing new brunch menu, which includes full English breakfast served from 10am to 3pm. That's right, all day, John Watsonson's breakfast. What more could you want on a Sunday? Get yourself out of bed at 9 in the morning, get yourself out of bed at midday, it doesn't matter. You'll still have enough time to go down to John Watson Sons on Bank Street in Carlisle and get yourself a full English breakfast. And yes, before you ask, it does include a free juice, coffee or a tea and is actually less than a tenner. So I don't think I need to do much more selling to convince you where to go on Sunday morning this week. It's the newest sponsor here on the Blue Army podcast. We're proudly associated with John Watsonson's Cafe on Bank Street. Go down there and try the new brunch menu. And while you're there, just mention that you heard about it here on the Blue Army podcast. Thank you so much for listening. My name is Maddie Robson. My name is Chris Filler. My name is Paul Anderson. My name is Mark Boyd. Hello, my name is Derek Combs and I listen to the Blue Army Podcast. My name is Toby Show Silver and welcome to the Blue Army Podcast. <laughs> awesome, that's really good, that's really good. So in the interest of not keeping people hanging around too long tonight, because I know everybody's got... Sorry Liam, are you wearing a fucking Rangers shirt? <laughs> he is. <laughs> Are you wearing a fucking Rangers shirt? Liam? Right, I can explain. I can explain. <laughs> go on then. Go on then. I was in Gretna this morning, mm-hmm. and the thing is, right, I saw this top last FIFA. I don't know. Do you do you ever used to play FIFA like the new Fifas? Like, um, not I for a while, played... but I know what you're no, barking up. Yeah, not... yeah. The ultimate team. Because Carlisle were doing awfully last season, I didn't really use the Carlisle kit on Ultimate Team too much. So I just went with, like... Because I really like purple kits. I I went with this kit for, like, a year last year playing FIFA. Um, and I saw it in Gretna today, and it was on sale. It was only 30 quid. I say only 30 quid. But they usually yeah. But, uh, and I thought... The amount of hours I've spent playing FIFA while having this kit, I said I might as well have it in real life. So I made I made the investment, and I'm I'm, I'm, a, I'm a shirt collector as well. 
Oh, you're a shirt collector. Can I just uh, bring your attention to the shirt behind me, gentlemen, as you might be able to see the best find anyone will ever find in a charity shop this side of Cumbria. It is a Corinthian shirt with number eight on the back. It's an absolute effing beauty. I've looked it up on eBay. I've looked it up on Shirt Swappy, all them kind of websites. I mean, I paid three quid for it. It's worth like 400 times more than that. It's mental. I don't know who was willing to give it away to the charity shop. I'm very sorry that they monstrously undervalued the beautiful thing that you gave them. But I was more than happy to add it to my collection. And as you can see, it's set right there next to my uh, my deck chair kit and uh, last season's away shirt, mate. Oh, because because we're already spiraling off topic already. Can I, try on, and one up, can I try and one up that real quick? It's right Where next you going? to Go on, what have you got? He's oh, got a kit here. Well, while he's doing well, while he's doing that, I've got a Croatia kit from the France 98 World Cup. Oh, it's Will's this... got some kits. What have you got, Liam? <laughs> it's this really old uh, Brazil top. Oh, look at oh, that! And I got this for... I got this for free. <laughs> um, just by inheriting it. So it's a beauty. That's my that's my beauty. Uh, Does it on the label on the inside? Does it say like Authentica Brasilia? It says no. <laughs> it says Is it in English? Yeah, I think it's I don't think it's, <laughs> it's the old fashioned shirt company. Oh right, it's one nah, of them. It's a remake. Yeah. <laughs> it's a remake. It, 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 it looks old. That's it looks old. It's supposed to. See, this the, the sponsor of this Corinthian shirt. They don't exist anymore. Fred Perry bought them. <laughs> Look at the the logo on this is beautiful. Let me. I'm sorry, we're well off topic now. We don't have anything yeah. to really talk about that's positive on today's no, show. I, mean, anyway. I could go get my Croatia top. Yeah, go, go get your Croatia top, Wales. Go get your Croatia top. <laughs> I'm going to put this up on the on the YouTube. So people look at that logo. See the little Fred Perry badge inside that logo? Yeah. It's beautiful. Right? No, they don't exist anymore. They're called Finta. That's the back of it, number eight. For I those have listening not at home, seen another says... eight at home. Go on. Is that is that the player's name above it? No, no, no. That's the shirt sponsor. That's how they do it oh, in Brazil. Okay, okay. Okay, Kalunga. Okay, okay. Kalunga. Kalunga. Do you know who number eight was for that season for Corinthians? I don't. I don't. You'll have to find I, that I'm out. I'm pretty yeah. sure it was um that, that Brazilian lad that like Gatoso. <laughs> oh, that Brazilian like that. lad, yeah. Yeah. Did that did that like it sounded like Catuso, but he was Brazilian. Well, uh, I don't know. I'm pretty sure that's the season that Ronaldinho went back to Corinthians and what Ronaldinho won number ten. I'm pretty sure. Well, the season or the or the year that Croatia finished third in the World Cup, beating Germany en route to the semi final, they wore this shirt, and I well, wore it, and I bought it and wore it in Germany on a school trip. Oh, oh look at oh. that! Oh, is that Lotto? It's a classic, yeah. It's Lotto. It, That's I mean, a beauty. Really, is a classic because I think because Croatia, I don't know when Croatia formed, but you know, like you know, like it used to be Yugoslavia. Yeah, so, Yugoslavia. So this was like maybe like I think this was like their first ever international tournament or something like that. 
even more on the back. Oh, blank. It's oh. a nice, it's a nice shirt. It's a beautiful it's a shirt, nice shirt, man. It's a very nice look. I bet, it, I bet that very rarely sees a light of day, so I appreciate that, Will, man. Yeah, it, it occasionally does. Um, and my, and my mate Mike wore it for a photograph when um, uh, Croatia beat Scotland in the... I think it was the um, World Cup or the Euros. I think it was the Euros. Yes, yeah, I'd work getting in the World Cup if it's Scotland. Yeah, <laughs> Croatia <laughs> beat Scotland, and my friend has a Scottish friend, and he won. So I said, "Wear this," and you can send the photo to him. Which you did. <laughs> hey, it's an absolute beauty of your shirt. Like that's beautiful. I'm yeah, glad you we all managed to do a bit of that. I, I think Will probably wins. I thought I was gonna win. I honestly I had all I mean, no, the like... confidence in the world that I was gonna win that one, like. Yeah. <laughs> Will just way. pulls out this lit- literally an absolute worldie. Literally, Will pulls out an absolute worldie. <laughs> it is. It's so nice. <laughs> oh, lads. I mean, at least we're in a good mood right now. You yeah. know what we're about to talk about might necessarily not yeah, leave us. <laughs> no, it's not gonna. It's not gonna last too long. But you know, we've got guessing the player. We've got true blue or not a blue. We've got things that are gonna get us through this hard time, lads. We have got things that are. Gonna Going to get us through this, and then you know, just a little bit of daft news as well. Some rad yeah. stuff has actually happened this week in football, and we'll go on to talk about that in just a few seconds. But lads, first, just please let me introduce the show. Is that all right? Yes, <laughs> <laughs> I really enjoyed that. We should start our own football shirt podcast. It'd have to be a YouTube one, though. We'd have to be able to show yeah. our shirts off and stuff. You know, we'll talk about that after. We'll talk about that after this. We'll talk about that after this. And uh, just before I introduce the show, gentlemen, it is about time that I uh, reminded people after listening to that advert, which is probably about I don't know ten minutes ago after that shirt ramble, anyway, uh, that you can get ten percent off. Every Sunday on the brunch menu at John Watts, which are doing a full English breakfast every single Sunday, all effing day long. So go to the football, get nice and pished up, have a hangover the next day, and I've got a cure for you. It's John Watts Cafe on Bank Street in Carlisle, opposite Halifax Bank. Get yourself down there, get yourself a breakfast and get yourself an extra 10% off if you show your season ticket or you're wearing a Carlisle United shirt. So just for being a Carlisle United fan and listening to this podcast, we're saving you money, but only if you go to John Watson Sunday. <laughs> <laughs> All right, boys. Oh. Matters, how's it going? Well, I've got some more sound effects on this one. (laughs) Welcome back to the Blue Army podcast. This is, of course, episode 102. And it is my pleasure to introduce to you the two men I love to call the Cumbrian Brain Trust. Of course, I'm talking about Will. Oh, uh, all right, John, lads. Are you all right? You're feeling amped up. Are you all right? Yes. Yeah, yeah, I am now. I'm good. Yeah. Right, right, right. I'm trying. I'm trying. You know, it's been a sh- it's been a shit week for Carlisle United fans. It really has been. But we're here not to add to the misery, lads. We're not here to add to the misery. We're here to make people feel 
good about being Carlisle United fans because if you've got the fucking balls to be a Carlisle United fan, you deserve a break every now and again. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, so in the interest of keeping things lighthearted and lovely and funny, at this time of the show, we have traditions and that means it's time for one thing and one thing only. It's time for the Blue Army podcast. Joke of the week. Here's the up and the laugh. I think he's trying to. It's, it's the Blue Army podcast. All right, boys, here we go. Liam, I'm looking at you, mate, because I reckon you're going to guess this one. <laughs> That's pretty Here pressure. we go. Here we go. What is a pig's best attack move? I don't know. Will? Um, no, I don't know. I feel like there's going to be people screaming down the phones and oh, devices. Oh, a pork it. chop. He's done it! <laughs> <laughs> He's done it! He's done it! I gave him the extra window, I opened it up, and he walked on through. That's it, yeah. The pig's best form of defence. Oh, attack, sorry, is yeah. a pork chop. Probably its best form of defence as well, to be fair, is a pork <laughs> chop. Right, lads, well, I feel like we're in a great mood at the moment, and uh, obviously we've got an extra chance before we dive into, you know, Carla United match reports and things like that to catch up and maybe buffer the bad times by catching up on League Two's news. And that means it's time for the League Two Roundup with Liam and Wills, where we all get to find out what's been happening here. What's been happening there? Cause it's the League Two Roundup with Wills and Liam. Hey. How are you, how are you doing it this week, lads? What are you doing? Come on. I have no idea how you're doing it this week. Well, um, I don't know what Liam's got, but I think I've I'm got news that like stories are like national league related. Yeah. I'm, I'm just gonna go like former <laughs> league two player. <laughs> you know, All right, dive in, dive in. Lightly related. Do you want to go first, Wills? Um, yeah, I mean, well, mine is uh, league two related, um, but it's Wrexham have signed Barrow striker Billy Waters for an undisclosed fee. Um, obviously, there's no um, big man, Billy Waters. Yeah, well, there's no transfer window down there. Um, he scored nine goals for Barrow. He was one of their first team players. And yeah, Wrexham have come in. Um, you know, they're entering the stage of the season where it's the final push. And but yeah, I think they had uh, they've had their top scorer, Paul Mullin, has had a knee injury. So they've but they don't, there's like Ollie Palmer's fine though, isn't he? Oh, yeah, Oli Palmer's fine. I think, and they've I still know. got a game in. They're still, they're still three points top of the league, and they've still got a game in hand, don't they? Yeah, I mean the point is yeah. more the fact that <laughs> it's a little bit of overkill, but you think yeah. they just signed Ben Foster they, as well? They, they have a the lot piss. of money. Yeah, I mean, so I don't know what the Barrow fans. <laughs> apparently, the Barrow fans aren't too disappointed, even though he scored nine goals. Um, well, they'll have got good money for him, won't they? They have got yeah, yeah probably so, got yeah. an undisclosed fee, and they have and and, and he's not their highest scorer, um, so. Yeah, it's just, 
you know, one of those things. And I don't know if this is kind of like something to argue for making the National League into League Three, uh, because if that happened, then ah. they would they would have to abide by transfer windows and financial fair play. Um, Makes it more interesting is, down this end of the table, in my opinion. Yeah, like It's, it's the same with not having VR down here. It's like, don't yeah. tarnish all of us with the same yeah. shit that the top we don't has. have. We don't have VR and conference teams might steal our players outside of transfer windows. That <laughs> That's the life of a League 2 fan. Um, Competitive. It's like living in a yeah. shark tank. So, um, yeah, Liam, what have you got? <laughs> well, I've got... Again, it doesn't really relate too much to League 2, so I'm going to try my best. Uh, mine was, like you've already mentioned, for someone who has played in League 2 before, Ben Foster, for some reason has gone to Wrexham out of retirement. This is a... I wonder why. Yeah. I wonder, what, I wonder what's attracted him to Wrexham. He's very... Well, yeah, but like this is a keeper who was playing in the Premier League regularly last season. Yeah. And yeah, he's not he going to play in the National on, League. He never appeared on Netflix when he was playing for no, uh, in no. the Premier League. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's like Wrexham have now got two goalkeepers who have their own podcast. Right? That's, That's what I was thinking yeah. about the whole situation. It's like, yeah. is Mark Howard not only thinking, I'm not the number... Because like, what happened yeah. was, obviously, Mark Howard's Mark been Howard. injured. Yeah. He's out to the end of the season, you know. Um, like friend of the show, Mark Howard, but unofficial <laughs> friend of the show, Mark yeah. Howard. He's not been on the podcast yet. We've only had conversations in private. Um, we've obviously stolen the game off him as well. So we have to yeah. give him credit where credit's due every now and again. He's not only been injured until the end of the season and like monstrously over replaced uh by a former yeah. Premier League goalkeeper. <laughs> but in terms of his social media numbers, he's also been replaced by an absolute effing juggernaut in but the podcasting with world. With them as both well. being at the same club, I can imagine Mark Howard going on the football fill in, which is Ben Foster's show, and maybe Ben Foster going on Mark Howard's one. And Mark Howard's his best. Ah, naughty so. bit of crossover. <laughs> I mean, Mark, Mark Howard's got a good podcast. He has got yeah. a good podcast. Yeah, so you can imagine them going on each other's one if they're going to be training every day, every however often they train together. I mean, I don't know. Like to be fair, like you know, I, I mean, from my conversation with Mark, he's not very happy to share his audience. <laughs> <laughs> and then again, things might change when it's uh, Ben Foster in in, in Premier charge. League goalkeeper Ben Foster. Yeah, it might, and it might be a bit that... different. And another bit of news that I couldn't really relate to League Two, but I'm going to try and get it in anyways. Uh, Work it in Reds played the other day. I can't remember who they were playing against, but somebody on the other team was uh, Harry Maguire's brother. And I don't know if you've seen this, but they look identical. And I just thought... <laughs> Slabhead. Yeah, honestly, the massive <laughs> forehead. And he's a centre-back as well. And I just thought... You get so overshadowed by your brother if you look. Are you exactly sure he wasn't same. Harry Maguire? Because I mean, he's not been playing for Man U. He has been playing for England, though. Well, that's the thing because I, I, I said to my dad when we were watching England, I said Harry Maguire's brother who just played against Working Reds probably got more of a claim to that England cap than Harry Maguire has at the minute because at least he's oh. playing every week. <laughs> <laughs> but Harry Maguire doesn't play anymore, so. You know, I, I mean, no, no you're right. With that, I mean, don't get me wrong. Obviously, Gareth Southgate's done a really good job over the the Italy game and and the it's Ukraine debatable. game. Well, like, yeah, but, this like, is at the end of the day, he's got he's got the results where he needed yeah, to get the results. Like he got the results where they needed to get the results. But that would have been your ideal opportunity to bring that Tamori in. 
when you're playing yeah. against Italy, when you're over there in Italy, that's your perfect opportunity to bring him in. If he does well, then he plays against Ukraine. Then you've got a defender potentially for the next sort of like 80 caps. You know what I mean? And they're like, you're laughing. Yeah. Maguire's not, to not going to be is just a better centre back than Harry Maguire. Well, you know, and but but we need to see it, mate. We need to see. It. I agree with you, Liam. I do agree yeah. with you. But we we need to see it. It needs to be seen. You know, it really needs to be seen. And unfortunately, for Tomori, um, Aaron McGuire's performance. Well, Jared's another shout, yeah. but again, we it needs to be seen. Like you, yeah. you need to see them. You need to see them, and you're not going to see them until after a major tournament. With you're just not, are you? with, not with Southgate, like not with it's Southgate. Euros qualifiers. qualifiers. Ah, right, Euro qualifiers. Fair, because if it was Nations yeah. League, those games are pretty much friendlies, aren't they? But yeah. well, yeah, yeah, pretty much. Because we're in the second division of the Nations League now as yeah. well. We're not even fighting for the top. Well, that's, yeah, no, yeah. I mean, that's fair enough. I mean, like you know, they made Nations League into a trophy to replace the international friendlies, but it's still just friendlies, really. Yeah, I mean, especially I like, when you're not in the top flight. Yeah, I mean, like some of the smaller countries probably take it more seriously than we do. Um, but and you know, hopefully, when we get to play Nations League games, we can see the likes of Tamori and hopefully Bromthwaite get you know, get chance. By the way, can either of you hear that banging? Because my downstairs neighbor's doing some work, and no, because uh, I know no. we can sometimes hear Liam's pet, pet pigeon, right? Okay, <laughs> <laughs> just glossing that one. <laughs> no, you're all right, you're all right. Downstairs For the viewers at home, I don't keep pigeons in my loft. <laughs> just <laughs> just to clarify, pigeons in your loft. Oh, maybe just I do. Just a few. Just a few. Just a few. But but they promise to be quiet this time. They do promise to be quiet at this time of day. But no, that's just before we move on from your sort of League Two roundup there. While I've got the league table sort of up in front of me and sort of like just quickly glancing over the weekend results, that clash that you mentioned last week on the podcast between Crawley and bottom of the table, Rochdale, was a 2-0 win for Crawley, whose impressive form seems to continue. Not only that, Barrow won 2-1 at home uh, to Wimbledon. And uh, I mean, around us, because of the result that we had, you know, around us, things didn't necessarily go terribly bad. Um, yeah. There was a loss for Stevenage against Salford, which, you know, both teams are either yeah. side of us. So it depends if you're looking at that, securing playoffs or, or online promotion. Yeah. You would say that's a good, you would say that's a good result for us. Obviously, Stockport did win against Swindon, which obviously makes them more secure and, and sort of like right up our asses, unfortunately. Um, but in terms of sort of the Stevenage result, yeah. uh, Lake Norian drawing against Hartlepool, those are those are results that have kind of got in our favour. Obviously, yeah. Northampton did it's beat Doncaster a, and sort of like get a, very a little good bit week. away from us. Yeah, I mean, it's been a very good week for Northampton. Um, and, and now they're the team on form and... The promotion race, if you look at the, especially the four teams, uh, Orient, Northampton, Stevenage and Carlisle that have kind of been up there for most of the season. And isn't it nice to kind of be able to include us in that group, <laughs> even though we're currently having a bit of a blip? Um, we kind of like just seem to be exchanging form. Um, you know, there was a time Northampton were having a massive blip and where people were talking about dropping out of the automatic race. They get a good result. They're back in um, Leighton Orient. I've had a big cushion for a while, but they did have quite a, an extended spell of poor form. Even now, they've not won in four. 
um, just drawn for, so they've not been beaten in quite, uh, I don't know how much the form table doesn't go back that far, but quite a long time. Um, Stevenage again, um, the hope is obviously for us that it is again just a blip and like the others have will recover and be in that race but yeah um went off on one there a bit you just never seem to end at a point when you go off on one though you always just realize that you've gone off on one and then you yeah. get more amused by the fact that you've gone realize, off on one, yeah. rather than finishing your point you know <laughs> yeah. going back to that uh to the relegation sorry yeah. Do you say that's Rochdale down now? Yeah. I think yeah, I, mean, I think Rochdale have been down for a while. I mean, I was gonna they say had that, little, that little resurgence, didn't they? But yeah, well, Crawley was a game that, that win. needed to win. Yeah, well, even Ten when points. they beat Stevenage. Ten points adrift. Yeah. It seemed like a freak result, that Stevenage win. Um, yeah. yeah. Uh, Ten points, massive goal difference, disadvantage. Crawley, good, decent form. Hartlepool... Yeah. You know, just drawn against like Orient. Five, mm. yeah, unbeaten in five, and they've had some difficult games that they've picked up points in. We said Hartlepool are going to try. Hartlepool are going to try, and it's only going to make the gap between yeah. Rochdale and Hartlepool worse. Well, I think, but I also think Hartlepool are going to go down. If yeah. it's not Harrogate, then it's Hartlepool. I think Harrogate have won two out of the last three. Colchester I know, but they're just as bad been... as they are good. Colchester have been in free fall and they are um, five points cleared of Hartlepool. Um, if Hartlepool can turn some draws into wins and Colchester don't improve, um, Wimbledon are on absolutely atrocious form. But I mean, at this point, we're talking about teams that, I mean, they're still 11 points cleared of relegation. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely you forgetting about Crawley, form. though. I think they, they'll be the team to go down with them. I know they've just beat Rochdale. Yeah. But yeah, I, should... I still think it'll be Rochdale and Crawley that go down just because of the state. The thing with Crawley, Crawley is the thing with Crawley is is that yeah they've had stupid investment in in the wrong areas, but <laughs> when you've invested in which they have done, they've got a quality yeah. goal scorer. It was the top goal scorer in the league above us last season, and when you've got some quality on the pitch, it's normally enough to keep you up. And at, at this stage yeah. of the season, those guys come to work normally. Yeah, yeah, I see. I see what you mean. But I just think Hartlepool are on a bit of a resurgence now, and, and to be to be honest with you, I think in an in a not ideal world where we stay in League Two next season, I'd much rather be travelling to Hartlepool than I would Crawley. So uh, <laughs> yeah, it's more yeah. it's more wishful thinking than anything else. But I I think you're right with Crawley because I think they're just as mismanaged as the other teams down there, but they do have that. You know, Telford up front, which which is a scary bit for me, and Nadison as well. Yeah, it just means that, like, you know, I mean, if 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 they come up, if you come up against them and you're not doing very well, they've got those two good goal scorers that you know can yeah. win them again. Yeah. They can win them again, and well, as we've seen in League Two, yeah, yeah, go on. I say, fortunately, we've played them twice. Yeah, yeah, and beat them both times, didn't we? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah like we've season. done. We've done all right. We've done all right. We've done all right. But obviously, our last run of fixtures are a bit more difficult uh, coming in towards the end of the season. There isn't really uh, a Crawley, uh, unfortunately, for us. Um, but you know, things are going to get things are going to get better for us. Things are going to get better for us, and we'll move on to uh, talk about other things, gentlemen. So thank you very much 
for the League Two Roundup, where we always get to find out each and every week what's been happening here, what's been happening there in the League <laughs> Two Roundup with Liam and Wills. Right, boys, I've decided I'm going yeah. to break the news up a little bit this week because there hasn't been a terrible amount of news, and uh, a lot of the news is actually based around injuries, and I feel like that injury boost update will be better discussed after the match report, so I'll leave with just a little bit of news right now, and I'll save a little bit of news for later. The news that I've got right now, gentlemen, is uh, as we spoke about last week on the podcast, there was a Cumbrian named in the under-21 squad, and Mr. James Trafford was chosen and selected to start in goal for the England under-21. So congratulations to the young Cumbrian James Trafford for making his England under-21's debut on his first ever call-up. I feel like that is a statement of intent from management to say that this lad is probably going to be backed for at least the next two years and so he'll be able to witness and be a part of an under 21's uh european and world cup campaign uh gentlemen also in other news yours truly the blue army podcast has been a part of putting together some fan entertainment at brunton park which is all going to be kicking off as the listeners already know on good Friday, where I'll be playing a couple of tunes in the fan zone that I've written about Carlisle United, but it's also been extended to the game that's happening the weekend afterwards on the 15th of April. Friend of the show, Mr. Matty Robson, will be joining fans in the East Stand. Player of the Year from 2011, Sir Matty Robson, I should probably say, will be joining fans in the East Stand for a very small Q&A. I believe that's going to be happening at half two on the 15th of April. And then he'll be going over to the fan zone just to sort of have a little bit of a pint and a meet and greet before he probably just enjoys the match with the rest of us wherever he'll be sitting in the ground. So please, 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 listeners... It's a first time thing, you know, the whole idea behind this kind of entertainment, this pregame thing is to try and get you, the supporters in the ground a little bit earlier on a match day. And yeah, I'll be honest about it. Buy another pint or maybe get a pasty or like some chips or something, because (laughs) that money going into the till is to fund the club. And that money that goes into the till is going to pay for Matty Robson's fuel or, you know, something like that, which means that now next week we can get Simon Hackney and the next week we might be able to get Ian Hart and the next week we might get Michael Bridges, but you know, it's, it's, <laughs> it's for a Michael rolling... Bridges flights from Australia. <laughs> <laughs> you know, but it's a rolling investment guys, you know, it's, it's all a part of like, the more you are willing to put in, the more we are going to try and also put in. So there's going to be more to, for everyone to get out, if that makes any kind of sense, you know? Um, so again, it's going to be a first time ever thing, a Q&A happening on the 15th of April in the East Stand with Matty Robson. Come down, buy a pint and just be a part of it. You don't have to ask him a question if you don't want to. But if you do sit in the East Stand anyway and you're going to be there at half two and you normally go to your seat at half two, maybe just wait until quarter to three 
you know, and just linger around another pasty and a pint or something and listen to what Marty Robson's been up to for the last couple of years because it'd be nice to see him down there. It'd be nice to see him down there. Right, anyway, gentlemen, that's the news for now. will be more news on the other side of the match report. But before we dive into the most depressing part of the show, let's lift the spirits once again <laughs> by yeah. playing everybody's second favourite game. That's oh, right, yeah. gentlemen. <laughs> it's time for True Blue. <laughs> it's no one's favourite. <laughs> no. <laughs> it's time for True Blue or Not A Blue. <laughs> All right, boys, there are four names written down on my list. And as always, all four names could be completely made up or all four names could be former Carlisle United players or somewhere in the middle. That's the point of the game, gentlemen. It's time for true blue or not a blue. This time we're looking for players from the 1987-1988 season. All right, Liam? Yep, yep, that's fine. Yeah, that's okay, yeah. isn't it? <laughs> that's all right. <laughs> right, gentlemen, here we go. You need a strong start this week, lads. The last two weeks okay. in a row, you started on a shitter, all right? And, you you know, you still haven't got your 100% yet, yeah, so you need to start strong. Start strong this week, gentlemen. Yeah. Right, let's, let's get ready. Are we listening? Off we go. Him... Carter. Tim. Tim. Timothy Carter. Tim Carter. Oh, Carter. I thought you said Harter. Carter. Tim Carter. It just sounds Tim like Carter. a 50 50 guess. You don't get many Tims playing football. Mm. Tim Flowers. Tim, Tim Howard. Flowers. Tim Howard. Tim yeah. Howard. Mm. Old goalkeepers. Yeah. Popular goalkeeper name, yes. Timothy Weyer. Oh. Good but this shout. isn't. But this isn't the name of the game. To name Timothy yeah. to play football. <laughs> how, how many teams played football? <laughs> if that was the name of the game, we'd be gonna three out of three at the minute. But I, I feel it, it sounds made up to me. I can't say why. It just sounds. Okay, made. I'll go with you. Go. Sounds like a regen. Yeah. <laughs> we say not a blue lads. No, not I'm saying it's a regen. Yeah. <laughs> might might be one day. Yeah. Tim Carter is not a blue. Yes, boys. <laughs> He's not a blue. Sorry, boys. I was joking. He is a blue. Oh. What? Oh, you utter, utter bastard. He is a blue. He was a goalkeeper. Well, he had to, he had to be a goalkeeper. He was a goalkeeper as well. Tim Absolute Carter was a goalkeeper <laughs> in 1987, 1988. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Tim Carter was not, is a blue. Tim Carter is a blue, was a true blue. Gentlemen, you'll try and equal. I think we need to go on strike for the rest of this game. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> <laughs> we accept first answers only, I'm afraid. And, uh... <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah, you wouldn't no. accept our second answer, so yeah. We, yeah, oh, so Tim we're not Car accepting yours. So <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry, but Tim Carter was a true blue, I'm afraid. <laughs> That's three weeks in a row then that we've got it wrong. On the first, just on the first one. Yeah, just on the first one. Lads. Bobby Fish. Bobby Fish is not a real human being. There are lots of... I don't know, there's a few footballers called Fish. 
Mark Fish. There's a Will Fish Mark who plays Fish. for the Man United. Billy the Academy. Fish. Is he a goalkeeper? <laughs> That's not the game. <laughs> Billy the Fish is a goalkeeper. Well. Sam Fishburne. Um, you know, fish. so, so what's his name again? Something Fish. Bobby. Bobby, Bobby Fish. Fish. Oh, Bobby Fish. I feel like I feel go. like it is. I feel like he's. Uh... I disagree. Okay. Uh, should we heads or tails it? Yes. Ooh. Okay. Ooh. We've got a heads or Have tails by Carlisle United. Oh, no, I've got a Carlisle United coaster. Okay. Okay. So um, this side we say is a blue. Yep. This side not a blue. Okay. Okay. Oh, good catch. He's saying he is a blue. Yes. Yep. Yep. Boys, you don't doubt the coin flip. Was not a blue, I'm afraid. Oh, okay. He was yeah. a former WWE <laughs> NXT superstar oh. <laughs> <laughs> who currently wrestles in AEW. <laughs> and if you're interested in wrestling, don't forget that there are tickets available <laughs> for Target Wrestling's oh. 10th anniversary show on the 15th of April. Anyway, moving on, gentlemen. We've got it wrong and we've fueled an advert. You know, it's all gone <laughs> <No>. wrong. <laughs> keeps the lights on. Keeps the lights on. Gentlemen, Peter Hampton. Well, Liam, I'm just going to defer to you on this one. Oh, okay, because... oh, Will's give up. Will's completely No, well, I up. mean, Liam was right on the last one. And if I... Okay. So... I think this yeah. one's real. I think that's a weird name to make up. So, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So okay. we're sticking with Liam, and Liam's saying real, and Peter Hampton was a true blue. Well oh, done, yeah. Liam. Nice, nice, nice. Yeah. I mean, box. you've saved yourselves from having a white, uh, like an absolute whitewash. You've absolutely, you've saved yourself there. <laughs> but the last one, gentlemen, on this installment of True Blue or Not a Blue, which, to be honest, is uh, more torturous than Carlisle's performance against Gillingham this weekend. Um, <laughs> the last name on the list is John Day. Sorry, who? John Day. John Day. John Day. John I think Day. I've heard of him. John Just... Day. Okay, Hunch is a blue. Yeah. We're going with go true blue. blue. Yeah. yeah. We're going with true blue. John Day, gentlemen, was not a blue, I'm afraid. Okay, Jesus. Right, yeah, it's been a terrible performance this week. Yeah. It's been a terrible performance. It's probably been the worst you've done. Only <laughs> one out of four this week, gentlemen. But don't worry. The good thing about True Blue or Not a Blue is that there's always a chance next week. Yep, there is. There is. So don't worry about it, lads. Don't worry about it. It's always fun playing True Blue or Not a Blue. And uh, to be honest, I mean, things are about to go from bad to worse as we dive into... The match report, gentlemen, as, as I always I, do. Go on, sorry. Can I add a disclaimer as well before we discuss the match? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I've been away for the weekend. I was in Liverpool, so I couldn't even listen to it on the radio. Um, I've had a little look at the report. I haven't, I, I couldn't, haven't brought myself to watch the highlights yet. So, <laughs> so, so you two are really going to have to tell me about it, and I'm, and I'm just gonna. Give my thoughts on what you, on what you've told me, but um, right. yeah, like I have no idea what happened. 
All, in all right, good. well, we know what we're in for, Liam. We know yeah. what we're in for. And uh, I mean, I know you're not bloody happy about what happened this weekend. And I'm definitely not very happy about what happened this weekend. But before we dive into the match report, as we always do here in the Blue Army podcast, I'll give you the Carlisle United starting lineup for this weekend's game. That was against Dillingham, which featured Hoyley in goals with senior Barkley, Feeney, Mellish, and Armour across a back five with Guy and Moxon playing in a midfield two with a front three of Patrick, Garner, and Gordon. And as you look at this Carlisle United lineup, regardless of what the BBC thinks, it is actually a change in formation as Garner was playing a central position with Patrick and Gordon either side of him. Liam, before the game, when you look at this lineup and you think of the change in formation, are you thinking that we're going to be attacking, you know, it's going to be an attacking mindset, you're looking towards an attacking game, and uh, I mean, what did you see in that first half that maybe was lacking in that attacking outset? Well, I was wrong from what I thought from the initial thing. When I say that lineup, I think it's a 4-3-3 with Mellish in the midfield. I think what Maury went with was a 5-2-3, and I think what was lacking in that really was that that midfield two you can't just play midfield two like that. You've got to have something like what McCallum's been playing, like what Gibson's playing, to link that yeah. midfield to the attack, which just wasn't there at all. And Mc- uh, and what sorry? And and McCallum and Gibson have both had really good games recently as well. Yeah, that's the thing. It was a weird, weird sort of unforced change. It's not as if he needed to make this sort of changing the formation. Like, he hasn't changed formation all season. I, I told you when we were watching the Bradford game that I was going on a like a, a, a Gillingham fan channel to speak before the match. And oh, I was yeah. so, so confident when I said to him, I said, we always play a 5-3-2. I said, it's going to be this. We're going to start with this. These are going to be the midfielders. We're going to change our strikers here. And just <laughs> trust Paul Simpson to change the formation entirely the one week that I go on another channel and say that. Uh but yeah, it was just it was just weird and it didn't work from minute one. No, I mean, Will, obviously, you know, yeah. you didn't see the... You haven't watched the highlights and you haven't really heard about the game. But when you're looking at that formation, you're obviously thinking, you know, you remember 4-3-3, yeah. Simor. You know, you're obviously thinking 4-3-3 with Garner in the middle. But, I mean, why would yeah. you play Garner over Edmondson if that's the case? You know, like, what, what, what do you think the mindset is in that front three... And a midfield to yeah. What, I mean, what do you think wasn't happening? I don't know. I mean, I guess I kind of assumed that he was going to was Garner up front on his own. But Patrick was it two wingers. Yeah, I, 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 I wasn't sure what he was going to do. I thought was he going to like put Patrick on a wing or uh, Gordon on the wing? <clears throat> um, and I mean, the thing that I really wanted to know is. You know, we've not been scoring, and it is he now just is Simo now just trying out things to see if it gets us scoring again. I mean, obviously, I know that Simo wouldn't just start throwing shit at the wall to see what sticks. You know, he'd have he'd, he'd have thought long and hard about in, in about every formation, but he's kind of like try different different combinations of the strikers we've got, and we were scoring loads of goals, and now we've gone like three games without scoring a goal and um, Christian Dennis hasn't really had much 
of a of a sniff in 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 like a while now. Um, and you know for you know for ages we had uh, Dennis and Gordon. You know, I, some of our best like attacking was uh, Dennis and Gordon as the front two. Yeah. Um, and I know you kind of like Garner came in and done well, and we've got Patrick back fit again, and now Edmo's back and he scored um, on his first game back. Um, so he's like a select, you know, a bit of a selection headache. But I feel like we haven't kind of like gone back to what we were doing when we were scoring goals enough. Yeah, and, and you know maybe there's a case to be made that it's going back to 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 what was giving us success in the first place, and then maybe giving that Dennis and Gordon combination another chance again. Or if it's not, it's that Edmondson and Dennis conversation, gentlemen. Something I'm very privileged to do is work at Brunton Park, and today I was very lucky uh, as I bumped into Mr. Paul Huntington himself. He was obviously not a part of what happened this weekend, but had perhaps the weight of the world on his shoulders after watching the game. He he, he mentioned to me that he, he does feel a lot of pressure with this being his hometown team and the way that uh, the performance went uh, was very frustrating and how he, he was basically just trying to imagine how the lads would have been feeling with his experience. You know, this, he sort of said, this is how I would be feeling after a, after a late result like that and um after that conversation or during that conversation i was quite privileged to learn a little bit more information that he'll be returning from injury for the weekend against lake norian as will mr finn back and jack ellis so there's a number of people returning to the squad and uh, as i was having that conversation with paul it made me realize that maybe the Cumbrian core has really been taken out on this team, especially in that Gillingham game, because I think it's really important that there are players on the pitch that really give a crap about the team, about the squad, about the city itself. And the conversation with Paul really made me believe that he actually gives a fuck about the city, he gives a fuck about the football team, and he really cares about the people around him in the team and how they feel as well. And when there's only Owen Moxon on the pitch that maybe is feeling that way, it's a little bit harder to drag everybody else up. But when you've got an Ellis and a Huntington and the Charters in the team, all from this area. Maybe that's what's lacking, lads, is what I'm trying to say. I've asked just both what you think was lacking in that first half. Mm. And sometimes I really feel like what's been lacking out of these last couple of games is that Cumbrian spine and those players that make the quality players better because it it matters more. You know, it matters. I'm not saying it doesn't matter to players like Morgan Feeney, Callum Guy. I'm, I'm not saying it doesn't matter to them. But without those spine of Cumbrian players on the pitch, I don't know if they know how important it is for this team to really get promoted and really push forward. Because as we were talking, the second half, lads, was just as woeful as the first half. There wasn't any kind of cohesion on, on either side of the pitch, really, um, until the substitution late on of Dennis 
being introduced for senior, there was a bit of a change in formation, but that wasn't until the 78th minute. And we already discussed against Bradford when Gibson came on and hit the post. Maybe the substitution was perhaps a little bit too late on in the game to have the desired impact that you really wanted it to. And again, I would say this is suspect of that once again as Dennis, once he was on the pitch with Edmondson, there was a beautiful ball played by Edmore, who sometimes is a little bit, for me, lads, suspect of not having the quality to hold the ball up. He's got the frame to be a target man. He can bring it down, but it's what he does with it once he brings it down. He can't seem to find the pass and lay it off to an Owen, uh, an Owen Moxon or to find Joey Garner. It seems to always find its way to Edmore's feet. But unfortunately, if it finds Edmore's feet, it doesn't seem to find anyone else's feet. But when he's in a forward position, running forward with the ball behind him and getting onto it, that's when he's the most deadliest. But in that position, not necessarily as much. But that's an Edmore tangent. Edmore plays a beautiful ball over to yeah, Dennis. Right. Dennis hits... A beautiful shot. Thank you. Yeah, thanks, man. But, uh, you know, Dennis hits a beautiful shot. Um, but it's a case of, for me, everyone's got their own strong suit. Like, everyone's got what they're good at in, in that Carlisle attacking five. Um, Gordon, Dennis, um, Edmore, Garner, and Patrick. Like, everyone's got what they're good at. But the balance... The ball- well, Toby's injured, isn't he? He can't come in right now. <laughs> Um, Toby's had his own bad news this week anyway, bless him. Um, there's, there's, a, there's a quiz that he was supposed to host that's been cancelled, unfortunately. <laughs> um, but, you know, that, 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 that attacking five, they've all got their own strong points. They really do. But to find that balance is the biggest headache that Paul Simpson has right now, to find that balance, because he's brought in five of them. And like I've said, about Edmore, he's got his strong suits, but what he looks like, a target man, he isn't. Like that's not what he is. Yeah. He looks like one, but he's not a target man. Garner doesn't look like a target man, but he is a target but man. But he is, yeah. You know, Dennis, yeah. Dennis is a menace. You know, so yeah. that that's that's the whole thing with Dennis is that like he is he, brilliant at when that ball is long and it comes down, getting the defender backed up enough to take that touch and to lay it off to Gordon or whoever it is. And then he gets himself in the box. He's an absolute menace to defenders, causing them mistakes. But he isn't good at transitioning the ball necessarily, running with the ball. So he's a hit-off-and-lay-it kind of player. And Patrick, he hasn't been good at anything really this season for me. No, and he's the one he likes to play more than anyone else at the minute. He's the one that seems to be undroppable, which is an absolute mystery for me. You know, yeah. Amari Patrick, I think he, he had a very good game against Hartlepool. I was down there. He scored two goals, then got injured and was out for a few months. He's He scored his fair few good goals. He, he scored in yeah. both of the 5-2 games when everyone was scoring, I suppose. But yeah, he seems to be the one at the minute that is really off the pace. It's just, he's so fast. He's so skillful, but the touch isn't there with him at all. And, and he seems to... It just seems really, really off, and I don't know whether that's because he's admitted in the past that he likes to be on the wing, not through the middle, yeah. which is what maybe Paul Simpson's thinking was when he started with that front three. Um, but I just don't think he's been at all good enough, and he seems to be the one that he likes to stick with. I think, I think Ryan Edmondson was really poor as well, but that's because he was only really brought on for the last fifteen twenty minutes. But his touch as well was 
dreadful. I, I get what you're saying about Ryan Edmondson, but I do think he can be better than what he showed against uh, Gillingham. I think I think there is something else there with him. I just don't think he was. He had a brilliant game, and obviously none of them did. Um, but Patrick's the one for me that needs to be. You need to raise some real questions of it, and and Gordon as well. Like he hasn't been in the team for ages, and he shouldn't really really be getting back into it if he's going to put in a performance like he did the other day. I'm not. I'm not, like I'm saying. I'm not saying any of them are bad. I'm just saying they've all got the strong points and they've all got the weak points, and yeah, there needs it, to be the is balance is decision, almost. Yeah. It's really difficult yeah. to find that balance. Like it must be yeah. really difficult to find yeah. that balance. I mean, there was a time when we had. Um, two strike partnerships that we would exchange and it was usually Dennis and Gordon that would start and then um, Garner and Patrick would come on and yeah. I thought I thought maybe Simo's plan was he let the understanding build up between those two pairs of players and it worked and obviously kind of Ed, yeah and obviously like kind of Edmo Edmo's come in and now he's got like five strikers to move around and I don't know if that's kind of like upset the balance sort of thing. Yeah, it's kind of made it harder for him to kind of say I've got one pairing and another pairing and um yeah so it's I don't know like it's we're still the top scorers in a division despite having not scored for three games and only got one shot and only got one shot away against Gillingham. That's dreadful yeah and I've, I mean, I've been looking at the XG and it was really low. Uh, it was like 0.3. Yeah. Um, this, you know, as... Uh, oh, wait, sorry. We're not the top scorers in the division anymore because Salford now are Salford. Right. Ah, yeah, they scored three at the weekend. So Yeah, 3-1. Uh, yeah, so Salford are now um, the top <laughs> scorers. But, you know, we, we we are still the second top scorers. Um, what? I mean, like, you know, we've, we've gone over kind of like different options with strikers. I, I think really, are we just at a bit of a loss to explain why we can't score anymore? What's kind of like, what's kind of like happened? I'm sure the man for the job's Paul Simpson and we'll leave yeah, it to yeah. him. Yeah. We've gone over it enough yeah. times. I'm sure that I'm sure the man yeah. for the job is Paul Simpson. He'll <laughs> find that balance again. He really will. And um I mean, yeah, he'll find that balance again. He'll find that balance again. Obviously, Gillingham got the goal really late on against Carlisle. Uh, a bit of a mistake was made uh, at the back, but to be fair, the whole performance was 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 really dreadful, and I don't really want to yeah. dwell on it for too much. So we can't I suppose really I watch the goal. <laughs> well, you, you can you can always give it a go, but like there was a bit of a you know Robinson maybe should have done better with with the part that he was involved in. Um, but it, it's just it's just. It's a League Two goal, I'd I'd say, as a compliment to it. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't think I, you can I, really defend against that when you sit and defend for the last half an hour. That's all I'm going to say. Like, I don't think it's any like defensive howler or anything like that. Yeah. It's just when you're playing badly, you're going to concede them types of goals. Yeah, yeah. And it's just a poor one. And so like, we can't really give anyone a man of the match because nobody really stood out necessarily for yeah, exactly. us during that. 
Um, so we'll move on to just sort of giving our predictions to the late Norian game because we've actually gone uh, we've actually gone for a little bit longer than I thought we were going to go to be honest after yeah after we, know, we managed to kind of like banter quite a bit in the league two roundup so maybe we should just do that <laughs> yeah 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 I guess we I guess we can just sort of like banter off a bit more when we need them yeah. to um, but yeah um, we'll move on we'll give our predictions for the late Norian game uh, obviously top of the table late Norian but they have just drawn against Hartlepool I'm uh, watching two... the, I'm watching the goal now by the way all right okay two goals to two um oh, but well yeah i see what you mean i'd say carlisle can maybe beat them 2-1 i'm gonna say 2-1 uh liam what are you gonna say yeah i'm going down there so i hope i don't go down there for a loss uh 2-1 as well i think i'm gonna go with yeah yeah well yeah we need to win from somewhere um, away top of the table we, we, we were better than them when they I thought when they came up to Brunton Park so I'm, I'm going to go 1-0 1-0 Edmondson I think um, just get yeah just that's a, that's going to be the way it goes we kind of like have three poor games lose to Gillingham and then go to top of the table and beat them yeah, 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 I think that. Yeah, we've In got to keep predicting wins. We've got to keep predicting wins, haven't we? Yeah, yeah you know, that sounds about right. It sounds about right. None us, of us were know? confident sounds... at all then, but yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's more. It's a hunch. It's a fit. I mean, and and, and you see how it's good our belief. hunches. Yeah. yeah, you see how good our hunches are when we do the um, blue or not a blue. So. <laughs> <laughs> that's true. That's true. But uh, someone that's been on a bit of a hot streak. Is uh Liam as we move on to the last segment of the podcast, boys? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Come on, player. Here we go. Get this one, player. 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 Get this no, boys, it is time for guessing the player. Liam is on his way back to an absolute career renaissance resurgence. Well, whether yeah, you want to say it, on, pressures on. I thought I had this. Right. Yeah. The pressure is firmly with Wills as Liam has managed to claw it back from 9 3 to 9 8 now, as things stand. But I do believe advantage is with. Liam, I think so. I think I I'm believe first. so. I, think I believe I so. Yeah, because I because I, I had the guess. So. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that's right. I'll just glance over to my notes. Yeah, because I remember yeah, having a guess yeah, before Liam got it. It is. It is. It is. It is. It's Liam's <laughs> turn. So, so it gives me more time to think. <laughs> it will give you more time to think, but it is Liam's first opportunity to take the lead for the first time ever on guessing. The player. Um you, Break it those double you know, figures. There's no reason, there's no reason why the generational barrier should play a part in this one. You know the name of this person. You do. You both know the okay. name of this person. He's been mentioned on the Blue Army podcast before. Sure, yes. Sure, yes. We all know who I'm talking about. As I give you the first clue of the episode for guessing the player, gentlemen, and Liam guessing first. This player was brought in on loan first before signing 
a permanent contract with Carlisle United. Um, very good question. Very good, uh, very good clue. Very good clue. There's a few of them in there, (laughs) but not too many. Um, to give you sort of like that one in 20 kind of odds, isn't it? You know, it's not unlandish. Is it? I I can't remember whether he was on loan after he left us or not. Uh, Joe Garner, Liam saying Joe Garner. It's a good guess, but it's not Joe Garner, I'm afraid. Okay. It's not Joe Garner. So he gets passed over to Wills, who has, as he rightfully pointed out earlier, had a bit of an opportunity to dwell and think about the first clue, which was this player was brought in on loan mm-hmm. before signing a permanent deal with Carlisle United. Wills, guess the player. Um... I'm going to get. I think. Ah, just. Ah, my mind's. You know what? I'm. I'm, str- I'm struggling with it at the moment of the last few weeks because my mind just keeps going, just keeps going completely blank. That's uh, a good game. Yeah, he never. He 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 just played on loan with us. Tw- um. Yeah, I can. I don't know. I was going to say Nathan Thomas, but he never actually had the contract with us. But yeah, take that as my guess. You're going to go with Nathan Thomas. I know it's wrong, but yeah, you're right. <laughs> it is wrong. It is wrong. It's not <laughs> Nathan Thomas. So Liam, it's your second opportunity to actually take the lead again here on guessing the player. The second clue. Making a nice round ten. Making a nice round ten. The opportunity for you to grab. With the second clue, is this player made four Premier League appearances? Oh, Jesus. Um, hmm. I think he made more than this, but Michael Bridges. It's not Michael Bridges, I'm afraid. Yeah, he Liam. played a lot more than four games in the Prem, didn't he? He did play a lot more than four in the Prem, Mr. Leeds United and Newcastle United himself, mm-hmm. Michael Bridges. Uh, but, Wills, you've got yeah. a chance now again. Uh, we're yeah. on clue number two. Uh, so, obviously, the first clue was he was brought in on loan, as we met Liam Sweat yeah. here. He was brought in on loan before <laughs> making a permanent sign-in. And the second clue was that this player has made four Premier League appearances. Wills, guess the um, player. Is it... Uh, I feel like... Uh, player. <laughs> there aren't that, that many players that you kind of like that we bring on on loan and then sign. Um, I, I can't think of any at the minute. I know, exactly. Mm-hmm. And, you know, if I... If, if I oh. <laughs> um... Who we brought in on loan and then signed. Was it is this how we got um Chris Chandler? Chris Chandler. Formerly of Manchester City. Yeah, did he make some appearances and did we get him on loan and then sign him? 
It's not, not Chris Chandler, I'm afraid, Wills. It's not Chris Chandler. So, Liam, you've actually got the opportunity to draw things up uh, in this one. And okay. uh, this this one's a bit of a, 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 a characterization of the man's physical appearance. Uh, okay. The third and final clue for guessing the player is Baldy! Baldy! In a bald head. I've already said Jorgana. Um, I can't think of many. Oh, does he know it? I need to be. I need to be crucial here. Oh, I can't let him get into the double figures. Uh, oh, Will's, Will's <laughs> literally holding his mouth. Oh, he knows it. <laughs> I'm just. I. I didn't see having a clue as well. That's the problem. Um, oh. I'm just trying to think of bold players we've had. And very, very low amount of hair on their heads. Because I, I can think of a player we had, and he wasn't bald, but he was balding, and people used to call him Baldy, and that's what Ooh. I'm thinking. Oh, um, but I, I don't think we had him on loan before, and I think, I think, I, mean, I think he might have played Championship, not Premier League. Um. So I'm not going to say it. it. I was thinking of Anthony Gerrard, but it's not him. Or was it? I, I don't think we had him on loan. It can't have been. Um, oh, Will's Look knows Will's it. This is, this is dreadful. I, don't, I hate this. Um, <laughs> You're going to have to rush you. going to have to rush you a little bit. Okay, geez. Um, uh, only of a ball player I can think of is Jason Kendi. Jason Fuck Kendi. I've lost my post and it's gone down. Oh, the was, back. was that right? Yeah, he was right. Mate. Oh, I didn't know we had him on loan. Yeah, yeah Bradford, wasn't it? Bradford. Oh, on I thought we just signed him Bradford. Signing. Nah, Bradford on loan before signing. Jason, and who, who did he play in the Premier League for? Was it Bradford Middlesbrough. or Middlesbrough? Oh, that was a complete guess. I only got that from the bold thing. I didn't know the other two were, were right at all. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Because when you said that event, that's when I remembered that we had him on loan. I didn't, uh, know, yeah. yeah, I didn't know much about his Premier League experience, but yeah, it definitely. Played, it's a complete fluke that we that. had on loan. Yeah. Well, there uh, you go, boys. It's nine, <laughs> nine, and Liam's comeback is well and truly on. At least he hasn't beat uh, me. Yeah. But yeah. Not yet, not yet, but the games are counting down. We've got eight more games left until the end of the season. Mm. Yeah, that's yeah. lots oh. of games. Oh, there's plenty of rounds left to be played. There's once like, again, what, 24 two... more points to play for. Yeah, yeah. man. <laughs> yeah. And once again, you two are back on an equal playing field, though, which makes it's everything a all more exciting. That's right. It's taking you a while to claw it back, but you are back in the game. Boys, it's going to make next week all the more interesting for everybody uh, to come back for. Um, and it's it's been a pleasure, lads. It really has been. Um, I thought it was going to be a bit shit, you know, because we lost one now. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, we've, made, we've made the best of it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I feel like I'm not talking really about good... the match yeah. at all. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, we did our bit, didn't we? Like I said, we're here to sort of cheer people up a little bit and uh, hopefully we've managed to do that. And uh, on that note, gentlemen, I mean, to be honest, there isn't really anything else much more left for us to do. Um, apart from saying, 
Bye for now. Bye. Bye. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximize your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.